0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And we are brought to you by Noble Gold. Well, the report is that the banks have lost another almost $700 billion in quarter three due to what they call unrealized losses. And it's the asset they buy and now what they could sell it for when they need to get liquid to make loans. They're in trouble because these assets are not holding value and the estimated losses are about 700 billion. It's tough. So what do you need to do? Well, the banks are going to keep your money. Dodd-Frank law, 2010 says they can, as they get in more trouble, look for the seizures to happen. FDIC has 0.7% of the money on hand they need to cover depositors. Not going to happen. So right now you need to get your money into precious metals you need to get your retirement the heck out of the bank immediately. And Noble Gold can do that for you. They've done all this for me and more. Noble Gold. I'm going to send you a free information packet. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com, DaveHodgesGold.com, and I'll rush that out to you. Now, if you feel the urgency of the hour, you can call them directly at 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347, and tell them, Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show sent you. Federal government wants me to tell you that any investment carries an inherent risk and past performance is not guaranteed a future performance. We agree with that warning. Too bad they don't give it for the banks. But anyway, we do comply. But ladies and gentlemen, don't sit on this. This is a problem. Well, Sam Arnold is our guest today, is our Latin American expert. And we often think that Red Dawn is just a movie and then a remake of the movie. But it may be more than that. What's going on in South America right now that's not getting mainstream media coverage should be of urgent concern to everybody. And I mean everybody. A proxy war is ready to break out in South America, and you can bet it's going to come north. First, it may just be kinetic terrorism action but it could eventually culminate in military action. And to talk to us about it is our Latin American expert, Sam Arnold. And he's going to lay all this out for you. Is He's going to say, these are the sides, both sides. Here's the issue, and here's what's going to happen. And he breaks it down like no one else can. Stay tuned. For Sam Arnold. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Yes, we've been deplatformed, but we will not be de-silenced. How's that for a phrase, de-silenced? But anyway, we are doing really well. And uh, we're still up and kicking on a lot of different venues, and uh, certainly uh, we post that a lot on the website. So I'd encourage you to try to follow us to commonsenseshow.tv. We're over on Rumble. We have our podcast, which you can find by scrolling down to the bottom of our webpage. Anyway, we have with us Pastor Sam Arnold, and you may have heard this news story just broke within the last 24 hours. But there's a war that's beginning in South America. And uh, we may even hearken back to an event that happened 44 years ago. Amazing it's been that long. Anyway, Sam, welcome to the show. Uh, You have done an admirable job as uh, doubling as pastor and our South American, Central American, Latin American expert. Uh, You know more about their politics. You'll forget more than I'll ever know. But anyway, glad you're here. I do Uh, forget
1: a lot. It's true. Thank you for having me, Dave. (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah, it's always it's pleasure.
1: a blessing and a pleasure to be with you and with your audience. Uh, some of your audience members have been my most faithful followers that actually keep an eye on what it is I'm doing. And some of them even help me with a dollar from time to time. And I just can't tell you how much I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, we've got a lot of good-hearted people that appreciate the Word. And I think the key part of your title is pastor. I think people really respect that. But anyway, I'm worried that we have a proxy country for Russia and China going to war against a proxy country of the United States um, over stuff that should not start a world war, but it might. So I'll let you just take it from there.
1: Okay, I'd like to start with the good news. And the good news is... uh, You and I have reported, you've asked me many times, what are Russia and China doing in Latin America? And while they agree on a lot of things, there's a lot of points that they have not agreed on. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that there may be uh, a a break, which becomes a crevice, which becomes a huge breach between them. And right now we could be seeing a proxy war of Iranian and secondarily Russian-backed Venezuela against Chinese-backed Brazil. So that's the positive side. That's what could come out of this. Listen, this is breaking news. There are a lot of unknowns, but this is what happened every time in the Bible when many armies in United Nations came against Israel, is that the Lord would rise up and it would be every man's sword against his brother. And we even have the promise they'll come at you one way, but they'll flee seven ways. And if socialist proxies are fighting one another, in South America that would be fantastic now there's a lot of other ways that this could go and we're going to cover them all but that is something that we could be seeing as Brazil moving troops up to this region called the Essequibo which is mm-hmm. in the in the region known as the Guyanas. it's on the Venezuelan border and there's three little nations Suriname French Guyana on the east And then uh, Guyana, which is English speaking on the West. They're like three little chubby thumbs sticking up out of the jungle. (laughs) And the real danger is, so I'll throw this on the table too, and then we can go any direction you'd like. The real danger is that Venezuela and Brazil, which are both communist governed at this point, would just push those three nations, just crush their militaries and, and remove what is the foothold of Europe in French Guyana, What is the foothold of the United States and and Britain in Guyana and Suriname? It could just be pushed completely off the continent. And that is the threat that we're facing right now. It's much bigger than Venezuela being flush with dollars because Biden removed the sanctions and they're selling 100 millions of dollars of oil. And if you're driving to work in back in the United States, you're burning that Venezuelan oil. And your money is going to them. And so they've done what socialist nations have done ever since, uh, you know, Red October in 1917. And that is invade their neighbors. So that's definitely happening. But it could be a lot worse than that in more ways
0: than one. Absolutely. I, I agree with your assessment about the historical precedent. For when we give aid, people tend to get emboldened. I, I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, you know, I would also call Brazil an American ally because of the reprobate Biden administration and their participation in the voter fraud that ousted Bolsonaro.
1: Yes. And we the, listen, I've got listeners in Brazil. And after the election, they all went silent, even within the military, because Bolsonaro, and you and I have reported on this extensively, Bolsonaro stacked the military into different levels of the government. There are military officers that continue to serve in their commission, but are the mayor in a city, the chief of police in a city. the uh, the They hold congressional offices, representative, uh, their representatives at the state level or at the federal level. And so he tried very hard to entrench conservatism, democratic and American values into the government of Brazil. But at the same time, Lula da Silva, along with all the help that the Chinese and their signals intelligence can muster, they're trying very hard to strip all that out. And so the military is being very silent, but there's no part of Brazil that's more conservative than the military right now. But you're right. Brazil was a powerful ally under the Bolsonaro presidency, and now lula da silva has taken them straight into the chinese orbit one thing that i put in my print article that's just being released today you can find that on my sub or i don't know if you republished that day but there's an article uh ab- about this issue and names dilma rousseff the former president of brazil who's a leftist and she is one of the key officials in the world bank I actually played The Little Mermaid, where the big fat octopus-tailed sea witch is singing Poor Unfortunate Souls, because she looks like Dilma Rousseff. The sea witch (laughs) from The Little Mermaid looks like Dilma Rousseff, and that's who Lula da Silva sent to China to be one of the, probably the top official for the release of the BRICS, is the former Brazilian leftist president Dilma Rousseff. Her successor was impeached. And that's how Bolsonaro got in, incidentally. So Brazil is a a great nation with a tremendous history. There's war on the inside of it. We don't know which side they're going to stand on. And that's why it's easy for me to say, okay, they could be doing what the president says, or they could be doing the opposite. We don't know.
0: I tend to think it's as it's portrayed. I think they're going to fight in Guyana.
1: They said that they would resist invasion by the Venezuelans. But what I'm saying is that all the way back to 1494, the Spanish and Portuguese empires have felt that they had a right to all of the, all of Latin America. And this is discussed in the article too, that people are talking about China is redrawing colonial maps. For example, Colombia, Venezuela, and Ecuador, and into Panama, was and uh, a lot of the Guyana Basin used to be one great nation called Gran Colombia. And if you look at their flags today, all the flags are similar, like the British protectorates sure. have a, a similar flag. So when you see the yellow, red, and blue flags, that that's Grand Colombia. That's the Venezuelan flag, the Colombian flag, the Ecuadorian flag today. Okay, so there's people going back 100 years, 200 years, and talking about how these maps are being redrawn, and China would like to come in and tell this or that nation, oh, look, you have a right to this province of your neighbor. You can liberate the oppressed region, which also has lots of oil. So that's true. But at the bottom of it all is that the New World was apportioned two years after Columbus in a city called Tordesillas, Spain, and ratified in Portugal, that the New World would be split on a meridian. And that is why, if you look at all of Latin America on a map, now the actual lines follow geographic boundaries today, but the eastern part is Portuguese, the western part Mm -hmm. is all to include Mexico, Peru, Colombia, Argentina, et cetera, et cetera, is all Spanish speaking. And so going back more than 500 years.
0: Sam, I think you froze. So Sam was going to say going back more than 500 years and. uh we can see here, he's staring up into the sky. Okay, Sam, I think you're back with me here. You went into momentary freeze. Okay, I thought you were being cloned. But anyway, welcome going, back. You going said, back
1: more than 500, 500 years. 500 years, okay. These Latin American nations, or Latin America as a whole, has seen the other colonizers, Netherlands, the Dutch colonizers, the french colonizers and the english colonizers as interlopers and violators of yeah. that 1494 treaty. and so that is why right now there's a severe danger of pushing those three nations into the sea and taking them over. and right now southcom the a southern command of the us military which we've talked a lot about mm-hmm. and i wish that they would really be doing their job. I, i'm a little ticked off at the head of southcom general Laura Richardson, for fraternizing with Christina Fernandez de Kirchner, I wish that they would take it deadly serious that our interests and our stake in Latin America could be taken from us. And if that happens, you know what the nearest friendly port is? Montevideo, Uruguay, over 4,000 nautical miles.
0: Yeah, really? That far away? Yeah, that's how big Brazil is. Yeah, but I'm just thinking... Okay, so you're talking about the east coast of Brazil. Right.
1: We okay. could be cut off from having any beachhead in South America on that Atlantic coast all the way to Montevideo, Uruguay. And what's happening right now? And then what? Well, yeah, that's the danger. Let
0: let me respond to your and then what question, because I don't think that's rhetorical. And then what? If the Biden administration continues on the path that I believe they're on consciously, which is to destroy the United States, Sam, I think that this would be and do nothing. Just let it keep going because the economic isolation, the trade isolation, all these things add up to isolating America. And will hasten the uh, collapse of America.
1: And cutting us off from our allies, you know, mm-hmm. when Trump was talking seriously about a Venezuelan intervention,
0: where are...
1: was the island of Curacao, which is 40 miles from the Venezuelan coast in the Caribbean. And there were some very tense naval standoffs between U.S. ships and Venezuelan ships in the waters around Curacao. So we used an island. But in a very serious war, in a land war, come on, you've got to have a beachhead. And we also had, even though he was a globalist, we also had, a president in Colombia that was game for war, even if he was on the take of the military industrial complex in Ivan Duque. I, I, I didn't think I'd miss him, but Gustavo Petro, the leftist, is actually worse. You know, Ivan Duque at, at least he pretended that he was for America. Mm-hmm. Petro is a hundred percent died in the wool. And and Colombia is often excluded from this conversation. Everybody's talking now that there's fighting about Brazil and Venezuela. But what about Bolivia and Colombia that are right there neighbors too, and they are dyed-in-the-wool communist-led? It's not looking good for our home team. This is like, this could be Dunkirk, 2023.
0: Dunkirk for whom?
1: I hope not. But I don't think I don't think our military and our nation is being serious about that. And even that happened to the British. Anybody who was alive in Britain at the time knows all about Dunkirk. But that was the last of the British armies being pushed off the European continent and it's a it's a miracle of God that they were evacuated and not just slaughtered on the beach. The, the Germans really wanted to slaughter and take them all captive. So the evacuation happened, and that's why Britain had some armies to help us when we reinvaded the European continent on D-Day. So this could be Dunkirk, 2023. American, European, and British interests could be pushed out of the north of the continent of South America.
0: Where does Colombia come in on this?
1: Colombia is a disaster. A, a lot of people talk about Colombia um, being a great nation because they're powerful in a lot of respects. And I told you, I just got a call from my senator's office because I informed them that there's a deal to sell F 16 fighter jets to Colombia and joint standoff weapons, you know, uh, guided bombs, AGM 154 and harpoon anti-ship missiles. And I called her office and I said, hey, why is it that we're sending these sophisticated weapons to a nation that's communist-governed? I want you to look into this, a full congressional inquiry. Well, I just got the call. It it actually made our broadcast late because it's happening right now. They're looking into that. Why would we send such weapons to a nation that's communist-governed? So, Colombia has had very deeply entrenched, because they have a concordat with the Catholic Church. My mentor, Clayton, Sonmore, actually went down and prophesied to their Congress, said, you have to break this concordat. You could do it with a two-thirds vote of this house. What that means is the Catholic Church controls education, and the government pays for it. In rural areas, they are the law. So these are the two fingers. This is spiritual authority and temporal authority. The Pope has authority in natural affairs to conduct inquisitions, to put people in prison and to kill them. And so they actually have a written concordat with Colombia, which has given the Catholic Church much of the power that it had in the colonial days before Simon Bolivar and all these nations fought for their freedom. And because of that, because of that, Colombia is a disaster. They have guerrilla fighters. That got legitimized. Listen, we got Ilhan Omar in the US Congress and uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib and their friends. They've done the same thing in Colombia. They have let the guerrilla fighters, the FARC, the literal FARC, actually have a political party. And so they still have their guerrilla armies in the jungle growing opium poppies and cocaine mm-hmm. and everything else and controlling vast swaths of the jungle. There's a revival there too, by the way. it's another thing that's going on deep in the jungles, deep in the villages. They can't get enough Bibles in there. So because of this, Colombia is a disaster. They have right-wing paramilitaries that also grow drugs and traffic drugs. They have left-wing guerrillas. And then they have this neoliberal... Uh, Now, that's a word used in Latin America. This is when the Yankees come in and want to run their gravy train. And this is what their Bushite president was. And so there are so many factions in Colombia. It's really a mess. I I wish it weren't.
0: No, I know. I'm laughing at the neoliberal comment. Um, That's good. I've got to remember the use of that. Um, In that context, you're probably right. Uh, It sounds like Colombia could be pushed to civil war.
1: Yes, but the good news there is that Petro's party just lost two mayorships of, uh, Medellin. You've heard of the Medellin cartel, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Medellin yeah. and Cali, the Cali cartel. So these two famous cities voted out Petro's party and the, the mayoral office is extremely powerful in all Latin America. And so there are some counter strikes. There are a lot of believers. In Colombia, the gospel actually has a significant root there. They just haven't pushed this crud out of their nation like El Salvador has, for example. And so the border with Venezuela, and listen, if you if you don't follow Michael Michael Yon and Ann Vandersteel, they did an, a series of interviews called Iran at the Gates, where they interviewed a tremendously knowledgeable person about how the Iran and the Arab influence has come into that part, uh, South America and Latin America as a whole, but especially how Iran has gotten into uh, into Venezuela and how many of them there are in Colombia and how they've broken the border. It's an excellent series. It's three interviews. It's called Iran at the Gates by Michael Yan and Anne Vandersteel on Right Now with Anne Vandersteel is her channel, and it's all in English. So that's fantastic, and there's a lot of information in there that I'll refer to about how the, the Venezuela-Colombia border has been systematically broken down. And because of that, each of their militaries is operating on the other side of that border, and that this is what the globalists want, is to break down national sovereignty. And, and it was in these interviews that they were talking about China using old colonial maps and telling this nation, oh, you can go for this. This used to be your territory. I would just like to say that it goes back a lot further. In all three hours of those interviews, never was the Catholic Church mentioned. And it's always them that's been trying to control Latin America. It took a 100 years of war to get them out of the Americas. And then they've come back with a vengeance trying to get in and get Concordat signed where they again have control of education and of uh, law enforcement, of law enforcement. They are the law in very many areas, and and no nation is worse than Colombia in this respect. Well, maybe Costa Rica. It's
0: amazing, Sam. um, I'm hearing troops are being moved into position. Mobilization has already occurred. Uh, Talk to me about the military part of this.
1: Okay. uh, This part of Guyana, which is If you look at the three chubby thumbs, Guyana is the westernmost one. And the top half of the thumb borders Venezuela. The bottom half of the thumb has a piece of Brazil in between Venezuela and Guyana. And so the rumors are that there are already shots fired on the border of Venezuela and Guyana. Another rumor is, okay and and uh, we're we're there's a lot that's unknown right now those reports are coming in a lot of them are just on twitter accounts some of them on twitter accounts with no history so it's not like there are journalists out there it's it's raw intel coming in that we have to filter through we don't know the results of the sunday election which is about in, in venezuela whether to have voter support for the invasion and of course Everybody knows that Venezuela has the most corrupt elections in the world. In fact, Biden, when he relaxed the oil sanctions on Venezuela, just allowing hundreds of millions of dollars to flood in there, and U.S. corporations to go in there and repair all their broken down oil infrastructure, for them to have an election— and then act like it's the people's democratic voice to go in and attack their neighbor is just the height of lunacy mm. and uh, you and i discussed this i don't know if i sent you the picture but they've actually the slogan for this election is vote yes vote five times yes the essequivo <laughs> is venezuelan
0: <laughs> let me ask you do they use machines in venezuela
1: they, they invented them
0: <laughs> no that's where
1: the machines were made in you're, fact you're About four or five years ago, I don't think it's on my current blog history, but I had another blog that the whole thing was lost in a server crash. And I reported on how the Venezuelan resistance broke into a warehouse. This is when Juan Guaido was out there and there was a real fight. There was a possibility of Trump and Bolsonaro making a deal for a Venezuelan intervention, which was actually requested by the Peruvians, the Peruvian president that, really? that, that took power, Martin Vizcarra, took power by a total miracle. And then he goes to the U.N. and he says, we have an inter-American letter of 2001. Any rupture of democracy in the Americas is a threat to the entire region. We must take action to restore democracy in Venezuela.
0: Yeah, and on oh, one wow. hand, he
1: said, peaceably. But on the other hand, there was talk of a military movement. And so this is why this is where you get Trump standing with Juan Guaido, him pointing out Juan Guaido, the president in exile of Venezuela in the galleries in the Capitol building as he was given the State of the Union address. We were this close to a Venezuelan intervention. Trump said we may for the first time in history have a totally free hemisphere and a totally free American supercontinent. And the, the world was shocked. And I, I really wanted this to happen. There were parts of me that didn't understand at the time that we were not ready to fight China. And we needed a lot of new weapon systems and to rebuild our military and that they would have gotten in on that. But we almost made an intervention into Venezuela. And if Maduro would have skipped, if he would have shot first, if he would have attacked one of our ships off the coast of Curacao, it would have been on. We would have launched all those aircraft and steamed in there and, and leveled the place leveled his uh, Palacio Miraflores in, in Caracas.
0: So what is, that what here is, here, Sam, what, what yeah. is that? My Spanish is failing me. What, what was that phrase you just used?
1: The Miraflores <clears throat> Palace is uh, Maduro's headquarters. And like every country okay. in, nation- in Latin America, okay. they have a historic palace. It's the Palace of the Lopez in Bolivia. It's the uh, Pink House, the Casa Rosada in Argentina and in uh, Venezuela it's Miraflores. And it it would be a, a shame to level a one hundred or more year old historic mansion, but that may that that would have been the first thing to happen if he would have sunk one of our ships or, or fired on it off off Curacao. But Trump was not going to make the first move.
0: Yeah, I, I know that. It's a shame in one sense he didn't. But let me just say this. I've got two communiques here that have come in. And they talk about Maduro has already attacked in Guyana.
1: Okay, uh, I kind of got off track there. Maduro would have to cross that thumb of Brazilian territory to attack the south of the Essequibo. And so this, this is a viable report that's coming in from different directions, is that Maduro is moving troops across the Brazilian territory to approach that southern border of the Essequibo territory of Guyana. And it's very likely that that's happening. And that's even though that is a violation of his neighbor nation's sovereignty, that's not really battle. It's not really invasion of Guyana, but it is a significant and bold move. And it's probably happening.
0: Why that's interesting. That's really interesting. So it could be ongoing right now. Uh, Yeah, the people reported to me in the sense that they said it. They said the war has already started. I don't know if these are skirmish. I don't know if these are skirmish actions or a full-blown assault. Sam, I suspect they're probing skirmish actions, if anything.
1: I think that Maduro really wants to publish the election results. And tell the world that this is, you know, socialists always do this, that this is the will of his people and that his people believe that they are, that the Essequibo is Venezuelan and that the people of the Essequibo are Venezuela. And so I think that that is what's why this has not, uh, already gone super critical. I'd like to talk a little bit about well, how important...
0: Uh, uh, before you leave issues. that, Sam, before you leave that, because you just said something that has historical precedence that's profound. This is the same nonsense excuse Hitler used to take the Sudetenland land and go into Czechoslovakia. Same excuse. German-speaking people. It's the same excuse Putin used to invade the eastern part of Ukraine.
1: And it may... in. That case have had a little bit more validity. And one thing that I took to my senator's office, and by the way, if there are any whistleblowers that would like to report anywhere in the world on the U.S. military arming either criminal gangs or, uh, or other nations, if you want to blow the whistle, you reach out to my Iowa senators, Joni Ernst and Chuck Grassley. Their offices are two of the most uh, capable offices on military affairs, and they have been prepped to receive calls from whistleblowers. So if you're out there and have any information that that rebel factions of the U.S. military are breaking free from civilian control and arming factions in other countries, that's where you report it, please. And this was my hmm. one of my central questions to my senators is, I want to make sure that our military is under civilian control. I want to make sure that General Laura Richardson is, as the head of Southcom, doing the will of the people and not doing her own thing that has to do with kooky environmentalism. You know, she was Al Gore's aide when he was in the White House. She was a young colonel that was the aide to Al Gore, the military attache to the White House, to the vice president. And, and he's nuts. He's nuts. So going back 20 years, this is where her roots come from. And uh, uh, Dave, she's I, already, I want she's to this already... on the... Go ahead, go ahead, Sam. Senator Nelson, the head of NASA, the former Florida senator, he is her travel partner. He traveled into Latin America as a senator with other heads of SOUTHCOM, but now he's the head of NASA, and she is taking him. General Laura Richardson is traveling with Senator Nelson to go through all these nations of Latin America and sign what's called the Artemis Accords, which is some kind of a space treaty. Now, you're the one with the space connections. So someday, I want to know what you have to say about that. You may have to dig a little. Tell me that
0: again, because I'm going to have to dig. This is not familiar to me. What did you call it? Senator Nelson
1: is the head of NASA, former Florida senator. Yes. And he is signing the Artemis Accords, named after the the goddess, the Huntress, Artemis Accords, with all these different heads of South American and Central American countries. So there's some kind of a space race, and we need to get to the bottom of it. Oh, yeah. Well, I
0: I, I know a little bit about this. And, boy, I'll tell you, I'm concerned, because Brazil – we probably the, need to
1: do a whole show on that. Yeah,
0: I, I agree with you. Brazil, no, this is history. This go going back 2012, 2013, okay? Uh, but Brazil was very much into the space race with the uh, help of uh, Russia and Putin. T- this is over 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Can, can uh, I
1: just interject quickly? In French Guyana is the space launch base for all of Europe. The European Space Center is there. Now, there's no talk right now of somebody just conquering that and taking it. But I'm telling you that this is what could happen. There's less people in all three of those Guyana states than there are in the Gaza Strip. It could be crushed by these great nations without a strong backbone of U.S. military I'm really concerned about that space station being
0: taken over. Okay. Please continue. I've got, I've already put together some things, Sam, just what you said. I'm not familiar with the Artemis Accord. I will be, but I will tell you what I do know. What I do know is there's a um, um, an arms race going on in space right now. It's between China and Russia versus the United States. And um central to that could be Brazil's tactical help. Um, they were involved in space surveillance for Russia. And if I did not know this about Guiana, I thought Europe launched out of Europe. You're saying it's all no Gu- sir, if it's if it's all Guiana, they have to launch if it's all Guiana
1: from near the equator.
0: If it's all Guyana, that would speed up the deployment process for Russian and Chinese weapons in space.
1: It's one of the most sophisticated launch centers in the world. They have to be near the equator, which is why the U.S. launches out of Cape Kennedy, Cape Canaveral in Florida, and why Elon Musk launches from, I can see his launches from the north of Mexico, because he is right there outside of Brownsville. At the very lowest point, southernmost point in all of Texas, because it's closer to the equator. So, yes, all European space launches take place out of their station in French Guiana.
0: And what if it were lost? I'm telling you, I'm uh, telling you, I know I'm right. This would aid in the Chinese. I'll tell you, we've already defined the conflict, Sam. I think without realizing you've defined the conflict. This is probably secondarily about oil. It's probably an enhancement, an inducement for assistance from somewhere. But I will say this the main target, I believe, what you've identified is the launch pads in Guyana. And that means that Brazil is planned to be the victor and they'll be operating. Brazil's going to come in on the side of Venezuela.
1: That's and- my point. Yeah. That's my point is that they will push these three tiny nations off the continent. They'll take control of them. And don't think this is white people. French Guiana is 14% white. The other two, Suriname and Guyana, are 1% white. They're East Indian. Yeah, Hindus and African and uh, Native. And a lot of the people are mixed. And one more thing. In 2020, Trump's real last full year in office, there were upset elections in both suriname and guyana that (laughs) kicked the communists out Mm -hmm. and they got governments that are actually working for the people that the president of uh of guyana is actually a muslim he's one of two muslim presidents in the americas and and but he's working for his nation it's the second fastest developing economy in the world is tiny guyana because they've developed these oil and gas fields so yeah the venezuelans want that but more than that they don't want a western power having a toehold in south america that's what this is about is taking the space assets Suriname had a drug dealer for president for uh, almost 10 years in the very end the military ousted him convicted him in a military court and had a free election and and uh the, the new president, his name is Chan Santoki took power. He's an ex cop. He's a law and order president. So he's made Suriname a, a Western nation again, where people have rights and kick the drug dealers out. And so they can't have that. The communists of South America want that kind of free election. They were so close. Both of them were so close because the president in Suriname was fighting to the very last with all of his entrenched assets and his his helpers in the military and yeah. judges that he'd put in office. He was fighting for his life to the very last. And then they got him out, and Chan Santoki came in. In Georgetown, it came down to a parliamentary vote, and by one vote, one vote in the parliament, they swung it and allowed his his campaign to move forward, and he took the presidency, and he's making Guyana great again. You can go to Guyana today, they speak English. And that's what the communists want off of South America. They want it yeah, off. Yeah, well, Man. I'm gonna tell you I'm...
0: you've answered another question already. You did a, you've done a really good job exposing uh the head of Southcom and her patronization of uh Fernandez, the communist Fernandez. Doesn't that already tell you what side we're coming down on?
1: I'm really pissed about that. And this is, I, I put out in my worldwide broadcast that all these nations listen to. They can, they're here in my radio show on shortwave in Guyana, in French Guyana, the Brazilian military. They get under the covers in their barracks and listen to Living by the Sword. And I put this out there. It's time for General Laura Richardson to abandon all this women's live and environmentalism and go back to her primary duty, that of being a soldier.
0: She's let being me directed. Tell you, if- Sam, she's being directed. She's being ma mo- she's being handled first by Millie now probably by the state department.
1: Well, she can do what's right or she can get her chain jerked on Capitol Hill. But right. we need to move in a military expeditionary unit. I mean, right now.
0: That ain't gonna today. happen. Sam, that's not gonna happen. We're already overcommitted weapons to Ukraine. We- Troops to the Middle East. We're overcommitted.
1: Well, this is our neighborhood. And another topic, this is kind of divergent, but I'm not I,
0: disagreeing I with you. And Sam, I'm talking practicality. E- even if listen, Trump was the president, marks- even if Trump was president, he would have limited options here if he were in the same military situation that Biden's in.
1: This is our neighborhood. This is why there's Southcom. This is why we have a coalition of other nations and naval assets that are always on patrol down there. And you know what? We don't have to fly around the world this time either. We can. We have our beachhead right now. If Dunkirk happens and we're pushed off of it, then we have a problem. But we can go in there today and dock ships in Georgetown. We can go in there today. We can land tanks. You know Brazil's bringing up leopard tanks? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know that. This Um, is not a game. Okay, I, there's another way to look at this, too. If this, if Guyana is really important to the European Space Agency, and space is the future, mining, not just expeditions and for venture, but mining is a big one, Uh there's a financial boon there. Why wouldn't NATO become involved, exclusive of the United States? Why wouldn't NATO just say, we're going in?
1: When Craig Faller was the head of Southcom, and listen, you can go back to my Twitter and find the tweets from 2019 and 2020 where our military was drilling with the Dutch. The Dutch sent their destroyers down to Curacao and to their Dutch East Indies to look at their territories, and they speak Dutch in Suriname today. So their ship was down there and then we ran some counter narcotics operations together to keep everything tight. And they've also got some very new weapon system guided cannon shells and stuff like that. And as we were on the edge of a Venezuelan intervention, he was drilling with the British, drilling with the Dutch, drilling with other allies. So what about the French? The French, listen, the French got kicked out of 10 African countries where their former colonies had Franco governments, French friendly governments. They were mining diamonds and uranium and had all kinds of good stuff going that was an, of advantage to the French. And, and, and maybe they weren't fair in given the natives, their cut of that. But regardless, my point is they've had a lot of fingers cut off in the last two years in Africa. And if they lose their one foothold in South America, it would be disastrous for the yeah, French. But not, it's
0: not just the French, it's all of it's 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 the EU. You think Christine Lagarde would be speaking out about this?
1: Well, this is why we need to call our senators' offices. This is why we need to run things up the flagpole. Hey, have you heard that we're sending F-16s to Colombia? I haven't heard about it in any English news. But in in, in Colombia, they're talking about it, and they say it's a done deal.
0: Columbia, and two years earlier, they yeah. said
1: we might even send them old ones instead of waiting for the supply chain to come through for a few years. So when, uh, when and Maduro, now everybody's talking about it on Capitol Hill. We'll see.
0: Well, when Maduro we'll was coming can... into power, Sam, v- Venezuela and Colombia were going to go at it then. It got real serious. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't happen. But Colombia will get crushed if Brazil combines with Venezuela. The Colombian
1: president is thick as thieves with the Bolivian central government and the Venezuelan central government. The socialist love fest between the true believers, it's really disgusting when they get together. And, and that's, that's what bothered me so much about seeing uh, Laura Richardson, the general head of Southcom, And Christine Fernandez de Kirchner just smiling like Cheshire cats together. I can feel in my heart that there's a union
0: between them.
1: There is, and it bothers me.
0: The goal of the Biden administration is not just to bring down the United States; it's to help bring down the entire West. This makes sense, Sam. It's part. I mean, look at look at. Okay, let's just look at practically. I've challenged liberal Democrats. Some of them I'm on friendly speaking terms with. Tell me one thing Biden has done for the American people that benefits them. And I said, I can name you a hundred that he's done to destroy this country. And, and look at we're getting illegal immigration. Europe's getting illegal immigration. They've had riots in France. They're having riots in, in Ireland. Okay, so what we're seeing here is the evisceration of Western culture Western economy, and this is the purpose of the Biden administration, they're going to let Guyana fall. Trust me, there's not going to be anything that happens. The The American people can still, can
1: st- still have a say. I agree. Our I agree. military let, is supposed you know. to be under civilian control. And if we yell loud enough, then everyone, there will be conversations on Capitol Hill. Listen, the number one tirade against Mayorkas was, a friend of mine's, uh, Representative Michael Cloud of Texas District 27. He's a graduate of Oral Roberts University, where I attended. And he opened up with Mayorkas and said, point of order before we begin. This is obvious, but I just want to know. We make the law. You enforce the law. Is that right? And Mayorkas said, oh, of course, of course. Then why haven't you? And he just tore into him. Why are you selling off border parts that Trump bought and Et cetera, et cetera. And here's the bracelets that the children threw away in the sand. and I dug them out of the sand with my own fingers. I give you a couple of them. I've got plenty more. How many children have you lost? And on and on. And so when you out there, the listener to the common sense show calls your senator's office and says, hey, uh, I just got a few questions. What about the F-16s going to Colombia? Why is that happening when they're communists? Why is our military not defending Western interests in Guyana? We're going to get pushed off the continent. We'll have no place to land. That can make a difference today. Please.
0: Okay. I, I, I hear you, Sam. And I think the call is well intended and I think it's needed. Now, in the remaining time we have left, in a few minutes we have left, I want to shift a little bit. Okay, I'm concerned about what's happening there. But tell the American people in very plain terms, how does this conflict potentially affect an American citizen?
1: We will not be able to get into South America at all if these three nations are pushed into the sea and they're tiny. You're you're
0: talking about trade? uh, Trade? Are you talking trade implications?
1: I'm talking military. We will have no place. We'll be back on the Caribbean islands trying to mount a a reinvasion of South America. The Chinese intend to take South America first. And this could be the big attempt. It could be the big attempt Mm -hmm. to push American allies off the north of the continent.
0: That's and, the danger. And it's a precursor to Red Dawn, perhaps?
1: Absolutely. They want to take over South America and totally dominate it and move in their resources and then continue to attack us. And it's already happening nation by nation. Mm-hmm. But as far as our interests being pushed off of the entire north of the continent, this is Dunkirk 2023.
0: Do the Europeans have military forces in Guyana?
1: I'm sure they have a little, but it would have to be buttressed. These nations are so small. You know, 300,000 people in one, 600,000 in another. There's only one and a half million people in all three of the free Guyanas. All three of them. They're so tiny. We have to steam in with military help right now. Heavy military help. The Venezuelans got S 300 anti aircraft systems. They've got advanced aircraft. They have got all kinds of stuff. They have some of the most advanced drone technology in the world out of Iran. And Iran is probably the one pushing the pawn. It's probably Iran. We're talking about invading Iran. We've got our aircraft carrier in the Persian Gulf just begging to get sunk. And Iran is counterattacking us on our behind. They're nipping right at our heel. This is Iran. Aside from, you know, great powers that would like to dominate the world, Iran just wants chaos. They don't expect to survive this. They just want to destroy the great Satan and the little Satan, which is the USA and Israel. And that's what's happening. You think the immigration caravans are bad now? What about when our beachhead and our ability to respond is cut off We need to steam in with tanks to Panama and to Guyana tomorrow. It's got to happen. We can land the airborne right there in Guyana with mobile air defense systems. Because what the world is talking about, what the Twitterverse is full of, is Venezuela is going to attack simultaneously with 350,000 soldiers.
0: The, t- the timing of this is not coincidental either, because let's assume for a second, and there's two big ifs. Trump survives all these legal challenges. Trump isn't assassinated, and we have a 2024 election. So we have three barriers to overcome. But assuming that happens, and, and he somehow assumes the White House, they got to move now before he'd act. I'm telling you right now, Sam, Biden administration standing down on this. is what they want.
1: And Argentina also, that the new president, Malay, doesn't take over for another week. Yeah, that's they would right. like this whole storm to just go crazy before that.
0: What's Argentina's military situation?
1: I just found out that 90% of their military supports Malay, the new president-elect. I have really been doubting whether he was the real deal, considering that he could be a globalist plant, and likely was, But now I see that in, in all likelihood, the military has paved the way. You know, they went back to hand ballots in Argentina. And so it was the military that did that. And the military supported him and maybe recruited him and said, Hey, you have to run. We'll pave the way. If the people, if if you can win the hearts of the people and they'll choose you, we'll make it happen. And so Argentina could tilt back after four years of being totally communist and having the biggest space base on the South American continent that the Chinese own. Even the conservative president in four years could not get that deleted because China said, "All read a fine print. If you renegotiate, we renegotiate all contracts. So the roads, their ports, their train projects, mining projects that had been signed with previous administrations, a huge part of the trade, they were just going to pull the carpet out from under him if he destroyed their space observation base. But this is why the Chinese can shoot down our satellites today is because they've got that huge ray dome on the Patagonian Plain observing everything that passes in the sky of the southern hemisphere.
0: There's something else that comes to mind, and we only got two minutes left to just quickly say it. Panama still being destabilized, but the Supreme Court showed that the government, other than this leftist leader, but the government as a whole, is against the Chinese takeover of Panama, and they're doing it economically through the mining situation. And the Supreme Court ruled against the constitutionality of the Chinese mines. Um, But I can see why China wants Panama, because they need the Darien Gap if they invade North. That's why.
1: Yes, and of course, the Panama Canal was invented as a military... Yeah, options so that we can move naval assets to defend both coasts. so yeah uh south common general richardson needs to move assets in there immediately Seize yeah. the chinese lands along the panamanian canal that she has reported on it needs to happen tonight we need to move military 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 force into both well, of those uh,
0: hopefully nations. and it's unusual for you to call for military force that's interesting um but i, I would just say this sam this administration is getting what it's designed to do. Uh, we can scream and yell, maybe it'll make a difference outside this administration, but Blinken and, and Biden, they're not going to move on this. They're only going to move on this if they're forced to move on this. Boy, this is a tough one. And I can't, Blinken. you know, it's you know interesting. The mainstream media hadn't said a flipping word. Sam, we're flat out of time. I'm sorry. Uh, We're going to have to do a show on this European Space Agency in Brazil uh, because I'm telling you, it's a big part of this. Uh, Tell people how they can follow you. I'd just
1: like to challenge the audience. Would you consider making a monthly gift on my Give, Send, Go? Just search Gospel Gunslingers. There's a button on GospelGunslingers.com. If you're able to do that, it would make more difference than you could even imagine here in Latin America. And I appreciate everyone that listens and prays, follows the broadcast, and shares it, because that's how we get the word out.
0: Absolutely. Sam, in, in, i tell you, you're ahead of the curve on this info. What I've seen is conflict is coming, but we didn't get the behind-the-scenes stuff. I appreciate you coming on, Sam. Good job. God bless you, Dave. Thank you.